Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. The one that will inspire you to get into the Bible and help you understand it. It's my goal to be relatable and authentically leave you refreshed as you listen to the Soul H2O devotion. I'm so glad you tuned in for today's episode number 147. This week, my intention is to help you see that you are a history maker. I'm super excited to let you know I'll be speaking at Brayside Camp in Paris, Ontario for a week this July and then putting on a women's conference there with Christian recording artist and episode number four guest Rochelle Fletcher from The Goodness Project this September 29th to 30th. Follow me on social media or join my subscriber list to keep up on all the details. Take time to download one of the Soul H2O journal pages to help you dive deep into the teaching segment. Record the scripture mentioned during the show and look up the verses later. Record what God speaks to you and let us know the impact to your heart. Journal pages can be downloaded from the show notes at soulh2o.com slash 147 with scripture graphics, information about our guests, or anything else mentioned in the show. After the first music pick song, we'll dive into today's Soul H2O devotion. But for now, it's time to get off your feet and I bet you'll find yourself swaying, snapping, or clapping as you listen to Up by Torn Wells featuring Erica Campbell. Just Have you ever watched the movie Dead Poet Society? It's a movie I watched a long time ago, but it's still impacting my life today. The movie took an old Latin saying and brought it back to life again in our current culture. John Keating, who's played by the late Robin Williams, portrays a new English literature professor at Welton Academy, an all-boys prep school in New England. In the big, important scene, it's the first class of the fall semester, and I'm going to do my best to describe the impactful moment. Without a word, Robin Williams, the teacher, leads his students out into the hallway and over to a trophy case full of alumni pictures and awards. Once they've gathered around the great alumni wall of fame, Dr. Keating asks his students to consider what kind of a legacy they will leave behind. He tells them that the young men they see in those old photographs aren't all that different from themselves. He then encourages the class to listen to what the old boys are saying to them. He begins to say, carpe diem, that wonderful Latin adage meaning seize the day. You see, everyone is a history maker. Everyone leaves a legacy. Legacy is just the effects of your life. Some good, some bad. Most people aren't world famous, but they leave an impact nonetheless. Believe it or not, you are a history maker. So what's your legacy at this moment? If you were to die right now, how would you be remembered? What would people say about you in your eulogy? What would you want people to say about you in your eulogy? How can you live your life so the legacy you leave behind is the one you want to be shared? Ephesians 4 verses 1 to 3 says, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. 
When I hear of this, I first think of biblical figures like David who killed Goliath, Moses who led the Israelites through the Red Sea, and Deborah who was a wise judge. Why? Why do people today, thousands of years later, know about these people? Because they each lived a life that was worthy of their calling. They fulfilled their calling, that God-given purpose that God had called them to. And it doesn't just mean for those who are called into vocational ministry. You can be called to be a plumber. And why are they special people? Were they? Well, not really. David was a teenager, about 17 years old, working for his dad as a shepherd, so unimportant to his father that when the prophet Samuel came and said that one of Jesse's sons would be the next king and asked to see them all, David's dad didn't even bother getting him out of the field. But David killed Goliath, the enemy of the Jews. Now, Goliath, he would have seemed to be a special person, over nine feet tall. People were afraid of him. They respected him out of fear. They honored him. The whole nation of Israel feared him. But he wasn't a history maker in the good sense. David was a history maker like I want to be a history maker. Deborah was a wife and mother who loved to sing. Doesn't strike you as a history maker, but she was. The book of Judges tells us that Deborah was a wise judge for the Jewish people. She even gave out battle plans that took the people from being slaves to victors. You can read all about her in the Bible and other history books. Deborah was a positive history maker, and I want to be just like you. Hebrews 11 talks about the people in the Bible who are considered to have put great faith in God. They were all positive history makers who left a legacy for us to follow. It starts off with Abel, who offered God the sacrifice of a pure heart, Enoch, who pleased God, Noah, who obeyed God, and built an ark when the world had never even seen rain yet. Abraham was listed for many good things. He followed God out of his homeland, his comfort zone, even when he didn't know where God wanted him to go. He believed God that he would have a child even though both he and his wife were past childbearing years. He had a heavenly perspective, an eternal perspective. He believed God would not let his son die, even though God tested him with the request to sacrifice his son. Yet Abe knew God would provide an acceptable sacrifice, which wasn't a child. There was Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and Moses who valued God's promise over the riches of Egypt, the Israelites who crossed the Red Sea, the Israelites who marched around Jericho's walls and saw them fall, Rahab the prostitute who put her faith in the true God when she hid the Jewish spies from her government. Then there was listed Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, Daniel, and the prophets, and there are many unnamed people listed in that group. Women who had faith to believe for miracles, it says, martyrs and those who suffered for their faith. Next, the writer of Hebrews uses imagery to give you the picture of a great athletic contest going on. I think he wanted his listeners to envision the great Colosseum in Rome where the Olympics were played. For us today, let's picture some great athletic contest. How about a football game? Whatever kind of football you want that to be. There's people everywhere, at the front gates, waiting to get in, in lineups for food, and especially in the lineup for the women's washroom. 
the peanuts, the popcorn, the hot dogs. Okay, I'm sorry for making you hungry, but can you see it? Can you smell the smells? Next, the crowd, they take their seats. The players are on the field. They're they're stretching and bending. The game is about to begin. Hebrews 12 verses 1 to 3 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, like Abraham, Moses, Rahab, and Gideon, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, not the race marked out for someone else. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, the place of power, position and authority. Consider him, Jesus Christ, who endured such opposition from sinful man so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Like those old pictures at Welton Academy in the movie Dead Poet Society, we're surrounded by those who have gone before us saying, Carpe diem, seize the day for the Lord. Hebrews 12 verse 2 says, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Will Ferrell was in the movie Stranger Than Fiction. So in this movie, his character acted out what an author typed. Sometimes he even heard her voice in his head as she typed. He had no choice. He had to do what she wrote. Well, God isn't like that kind of author. God has a plan for your life, a storyline if you want to call it that, but he lets you choose if you want to live it out. God doesn't force you to do anything. You have to choose to live a life worthy of your calling. Isaiah 26, 8 says, Yes, Lord, walking in the way of your laws, we wait for you. Your name and renown are the desires of our hearts. Renown is like your reputation. We want God's reputation, his name and message to be the most important thing in our lives so that other people see him in us instead of seeing our own agendas. We want to make history for him. As Christians, it's our mandate not to leave a legacy so people will praise our name, but that we'll live our lives in ways that make Jesus famous and cause others to praise God. That can seem like a pretty scary task and more than we can handle. The amazing thing is that God wants to help you accomplish his plan for your life. You see, the reality is we can't do it without him and we don't need to do it without him. We're kind of like a flashlight that has no batteries in it, but when you put the batteries in it, voila, it works. Light shines enough to help you walk from a tent over uneven ground to the camp washrooms. But what happens after the batteries have been in the flashlight a while? They run out of power. We're often like this in our relationship with God. We charge up and then we run on our own for a while until our batteries run out of juice. Now, if we weren't like a battery but more like a lamp, this would be different. You see, a lamp can stay on for as long as there is power to the outlet. As long as we stay plugged in, God's power will never run out for us. 
We need God's constant power in our lives if we're truly going to make history for him. We need to tap into that power source. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to make us positive history makers. When we run hard after God, he shows us the plan for our lives. In order to accomplish this, you need to tap into God's ultimate power source and you can become a history maker for him. Summer is here, and so is the message. My Joy Radio app is the perfect way to receive the Word of God. With 24-7 access to the Joy live stream, you can get the latest messages from the ministries you love, delivered to your smartphone, or download them for offline listening. Whether you're hosting a picnic or simply enjoying the fresh air, My Joy Radio app will be with you every step of the way. Download My Joy Radio app today and let the warmth of the Word heat your summer. Joy Radio, wherever you are. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. God has incredible plans for us to do miraculous things for Him. In John 14, 9 to 14, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these. Well, that's pretty amazing to think about, that we can do greater things than Jesus did. It seems unbelievable. But if Jesus said it, we need to believe it. And then we need to live it out. We can only do that if we keep Matthew 19, 26 in mind when Jesus said, With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. You serve the God of the impossible. Tapping into God's power source makes all things possible. And the advantage of God's power source is that it never runs out. Daniel 12, 3 says, Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness, like the stars forever and ever. God has chosen to use us to spread his message of love and to accomplish his plan on the earth. The key is that our legacy isn't about us. It's about God. Philippians 2, 12 to 15 says, Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe. God doesn't just want you to do something. He wants you to shine. So girlfriend, shine like the star you are. Do something great for Christ. Jeremiah 29, 11 to 13 reminds you that God has a great plan for you. Something he uniquely designed specifically for you and only you when he said, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. When you seek him with your whole heart, you'll get glimpses of what that plan is and how you can live it out. Sometimes I feel overwhelmed and can't imagine how I could ever accomplish what God wants me to do. 
It's then that I remind myself that I am not alone. God is my strength. He is always with me. And then when I remember the great cloud of witnesses listed in Hebrews that gives me hope. When I think of Hebrews 12.1 and who the great cloud of witnesses cheering me on is, I think of Sarah and Lydia, Deborah and Junius. I think of Sarah who had to follow around her husband, trusting in his leadership, even though he didn't know where he was going. And it wasn't because he was too stubborn to ask for directions. She faced a lot of heartache and even made some really bad choices. But God gave her a promise and she believed it. Even when the facts of nature were against her promise coming true, she trusted God. And through Sarah, God birthed a nation that is still impacting the world today. There's Joseph, a guy who kept doing the right thing. Granted, he sometimes put his foot in his mouth. But he kept getting shafted by people. And God placed this guy, Joseph, a farmer's kid in the role of prime minister of Egypt. God used him to prepare a nation for famine so well that they also fed neighboring countries. God used him to keep his family from dying in the famine and restored their relationships through forgiveness. Esther's there, such a godly woman who knew the right time to talk to her husband about things. God used her to set her family and a nation free from imminent death. Deborah, the wise judge, Mary, who took the time to sit and listen and learn from the words that Jesus spoke. God uses her to teach women like me today to stop fussing and start relaxing in the presence of God. There's Priscilla and Dorcas from the New Testament who were intelligent businesswomen. God used their influence in the marketplace to reach many who wouldn't have heard the gospel message. They gave out of the blessings God had shown them and opened up their homes and their lives to others starting churches. Then there are a lot of people in my cloud of witnesses who weren't even in the Bible. Grandpa Fletcher, who taught me the power of praying in tongues to build up a believer who had been bedbound for years. Grandma Prosser, who taught me that serving others is being like Christ. God used Graham to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, and to love the unlovely. She cheered me on when she was alive, and I know she is still cheering me on in that great cloud of witnesses Hebrews talked about. I know exactly what she's saying to me and to all my family members. You can do it. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. We also have people living now that are cheering us on. One of those people for me is my friend Shelly. The first time I shared this message, without knowing what I was speaking on, she emailed me and said, Hi, Sherry, I'll be there Saturday with my pom-poms, cheering you on. God is really going to use you. He uses you all the time. I want you to think about who you have as your great cloud of witnesses. Bible characters who have inspired you, anyone who's gone to be with the Lord, or people living who pray for you and cheer you on. If you can't think of anyone else, you've got me. So, what is your great cloud of witnesses saying? Lean in and listen to their voices. They're saying, carpe diem, seize the day. Come on, Amanda, Erica, Andrea, and Sam, you can do it. We made it. You can too. Keep the faith. Don't give up. 
Live your life to the full. Believe in God's promises for you. Believe that God has great purpose for your life. Hear their words. Believe them and receive them because they're true. You are a history maker. The only question is, what kind of history are you going to write? I challenge you to get out a cue card or a piece of paper and write down a bold statement. If you're more digital, you could type it into your phone. Whichever way, write it down. Write, I, and your name, am a history maker. If you're writing on paper, then sign your name. Now that you've written it, begin declaring it out loud over your life. Put it in your Bible, your purse, or somewhere else to continually remind you of who you are designed to be. I'll be speaking at Brayside Camp in Paris, Ontario for the third week of camp this July 17th through the 21st. Childcare is provided for all ages from nursery to senior high youth, so grab the kids and join me. In the fall, I'm putting together a women's conference back at Brayside with Christian recording artist and episode number four guest, Rochelle Fletcher from The Goodness Project this September 29th through the 30th. Follow me on social media or join my subscriber list to keep up on all the details. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for episode 147, You Are a History Maker. Make sure to check out the show notes for scripture graphics and links to anything mentioned in the show at soulh2o.com slash 147. If you've enjoyed today's show, there's a few things I'd love for you to do. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends and family to help spread the word about Soul H2O. Until next week, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.